Good morning. It's Monday, the 20th of February and I'm Jaspreet Kalra, the day's host for All You Need to Know, BQ Prime's daily morning update. Your regular host and my colleague Alex is on a well-deserved vacation, so I will be taking you through the things you need to know before you start your week. In global news, Anthony Blinken, the US Secretary of State, has warned China's top diplomat against providing lethal aid to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The warning comes as the two countries have seen a deterioration in their ties following the discovery of an alleged Chinese spy balloon over US territory. China has also said that it is planning to conduct naval exercises with Russia and South Africa between February 20th and February 27th. North Korea fired an intercontinental ballistic missile on Saturday which landed within Japan's exclusive economic zone of Hokkaido. The North Korean Foreign Ministry also threatened the US on Friday with unprecedentedly persistent and strong counteractions if it went ahead with joint military exercises planned with South Korea, according to a report from Bloomberg. International economic monitors in Iran have detected uranium that has been enriched to levels just below what is required to make a nuclear bomb, according to a report from Bloomberg. The International Atomic Energy Agency is trying to clarify how Iran accumulated uranium enriched to 84% purity, only 6% less than what is needed to build a weapon. Facebook's parent company Meta is all set to launch a subscription service called Meta Verified, which will cost about $12 a month or $15 a month if you buy it using the iOS App Store. The subscription includes a verification badge, access to account support, and increased visibility and reach, according to Meta. The subscription will be tested in Australia and New Zealand starting later this week. Closer to home, Tata Consultancy Services has said that it is not considering any layoffs even as big tech and IT companies across the world have trimmed their workforces in expectation of an economic slowdown. The country's largest IT services exporter is also looking to hire startup employees who have lost their jobs, the firm's chief human resources officer, Milind Lakkar, told Press Trust of India. The Goods and Services Tax Council met on Saturday and agreed upon setting appellate tribunals, tax rate cuts and the release of pending compensation dues to states. 23 states will receive Rs 16,982 crores pertaining to GST compensation for the month of June 2022. The GST levied on liquid jaggery has been reduced to 5% from 18% when sold in prepackaged and labelled form and it has been reduced to 0% when the liquid jaggery is sold loose. Tax rate on pencil sharpeners was also reduced to 12% from 18%. Looking at early moves in the markets, the Nikkei Index and the Australia's S&P ASX 200 were largely flat for the day during early morning hours in India. The US dollar picked up some strength in early trading on Monday, while the S&P 500 index declined on Friday, marking a drop for the second consecutive week. Oil also gained some steadiness on Monday after a weekly loss as investors looked at hawkish signals from the US Federal Reserve and rising geopolitical tensions across the world. With that, it's over to Neeraj Shah to take us to the trade setup for the day. Hi Neeraj. Thanks for that, Jaspreet. Well, global investors will receive another dose of crucial data releases this week, which can probably fuel foreign exchange volatility. But the highlight will be the minutes of the last FOMC meeting, which uh, there's a risk that the policymakers strike a different tone than Powell did back then. And a set of business surveys will provide a timely update on the health of the global economy. So all of these, plus the fact that the US-China tensions are top of mind, might keep today's trade subdued. 
remember, the global markets are weak and the lack of follow-up buying, which has nullified the breakout attempt on the Nifty slipping below 18,000 levels on Friday, would mean that the stage is not great for the bulls. We are still in a broad range, mind you, with the only respite being that volumes are absent during downward moves, and that might give the bulls uh, some bit of hope. Sectorally, IT, capital goods and auto stocks are the best bets on the long side. Bunch of stocks in focus today. Ambuja ACC are in focus as the index committee has decided to drop the stocks from the S&P BSC 100 ESG index, effective at the open of Wednesday, which is the Feb 22nd. United Breweries is in focus as Rishi Pardal has resigned from the position of managing director and CEO of the company on February 16th, effective six months from his date of resignation. Bad news for large stocks continues as Sipla has received eight observations from the US FDA for its indoor facility. To be fair, we do not know the nature of the observations, but suffice to say, the stock might be under mild pressure, or maybe some more. I'll describe in detail about the potential impact in the trade setup today. Good order wins for a few companies. KEC International secured new orders of about 3,000 crores across its civil transmission and distribution and businesses, as a result of which the YTD order intake stands at a record level of 18,500 crores, a growth of over 30% YOI. Penar Industries received orders worth 851 crores across its various business verticals, and Dilip Bilcon's unit received an LOA for 1950 crore order from Madhya Pradesh, Jal Nigam. Max Ventures and Industries said that the Max Estates, the real estate arm of the company, signed a joint development agreement with a development potential of nearly 3,200 crores in Gurgaon, and therefore the stock may be in focus today. Other stocks to monitor include a nuclear software exports, uh, which moves into a short-term ASM framework, and pre-call, where Minda Group purchased over 20, 15% stake, and the current promoters have said that they are not looking to sell out. Sambar Dina Madarsan also will be in focus because of a large European acquisition.